Welcome back, everybody. It's Haley. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Befumbled. Uh, did you know it was Befumbled? No, because we changed the name. <laughs> if you are one of our active listeners from last week, which we know there's so many, our guest was one so of them. So many. Um, yeah, if you didn't notice, last week we called ourselves Two Roses, One Thorn, but then we realized there was another podcast that sounded too much like that, and so then we changed it to... And we don't, we never want to steal someone else's idea, yeah. obviously. Yeah. or like piggyback off of them. Never. So we were like, no, no, no. There's already enough Bachelor podcasts out there, and we want everyone to thrive, so we don't want it like to be confusing. Um, and then we went to another name, and then realized that name was also that taken. Also- <laughs> so... In a moment of creative genius, I'll say it. Thank you. Um, we stumbled upon a new name, which I feel like works even better. I feel like it's our brand. Yeah, it works so well for us. So we are now Befumbled, a Bachelor Nation podcast. Yeah, if you don't know, it's a quote from the queen, Anna B. I don't remember what she was saying, but at one point during Colton's season, she said, I'm like befumbled and it was it's I don't think it's a word but she made it a word no I don't think it is but it's a word now now and I think it fits very well for this considering that our goal is to befumble our guests every single great point Annie great point so everything happens for a reason baby and so now we are befumbled great to talk to you hopefully next week we aren't introing with another new name yeah I looked up befumbled I looked up Befumbled on Spotify. It was a process. Also, let the record show, I fully uploaded the podcast as Two Roses, One Thorn, and then changed it multiple times and changed the cover photo. So don't get ahead of yourselves, people. It's fine. Some people um, like to plan before they launch things. Haley and I, no. I get too excited. Exactly. And then make mistakes later. Exactly. Okay. Well, so much to talk about. Matt James has officially, his season has kicked off, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot to talk about. And so today, we have our first ever guest on the podcast, Um, one Miss Maria. Hello, Maria. Hello. So, Maria, fun fact, at one point, Maria and I had a podcast, I am using air quotes, that Haley was on, so... Really yeah, it's a very circle full moment. circle moment, except this time. Um, so the reason why it's in air quotes with podcast was because it was <laughs> Maria and I talking about different ranches, not like, not the, not location, the location, not the type of house, different types of the dressing ranch. And we would go to these fast food restaurants and we'd get food with ranch and then we'd rate them and we'd talk about them. Um, the audio production quality was... <laughs> It was on my iPhone. It's recorded on voice memos. Zilch, not a zip editing. So you just would hear us munching and crunching. We all met Maria because we all work together. And now we don't work there mm-hmm. together anymore. No, none of us work together. Um, Maria, do you watch The Bachelor? How familiar are you with the franchise? I would say my familiarity with The Bachelor stems from you too. Good. Incredible. Good. That's humbling. I I remember when we did work together when Haley you were an intern the first time that's when we were all in Nebraska still and 
you guys had desks in the same aisle and I would just like hear you guys like talking constantly about The Bachelor. And I was like, I I can't relate to them. And like, they're both new to the team, but I want to be their friends. But I don't know anything about The Bachelor. And so I felt like left out, even though like, (laughs) why would I... (laughs) This is so dumb. Like, why would I feel left out? But I would just, like, hear glimpses of things or catch, like, things you were saying about The Bachelor or The Bachelor or whatever was going on at that time. And I would just be like, you're making this up. Like, I was, like, so shocked at some of the things that you said. And I don't even know who the current Bachelor is. I don't even know who Hannah B is. Uh... I don't know. There's like a windmill involved at some point. Like I know all these like like news headlines, but they're they're all like I can't piece any of them together, and I have no idea what's going on. So great. perfect. I'm a great guest. I guess perfect first okay. guest That's for us. Then. Perfect. We get into it, Annie. I, I think we shall. Okay, so this was what? Oh yeah. wait, sorry. <laughs> this is not my podcast, but Haley, I wanted to share something Please. with you. I'm engaged. I literally half a second went through my mind and said she engaged. Oh my god. Yay. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. What a kick off to the podcast. If you come on, you too could be engaged. That's our new promise. Okay. I think we should just like talk through the episode. We will explain who Matt is. We'll get into all of it. Okay. Well, let's explain first. So Matt is a very unique bachelor for a couple reasons. First of all, he's the mm-hmm. first black bachelor, which is very, 25 very cool. Seasons. Long, long 25 seasons. 25 seasons it took him. But very cool. And he, he's very, like, proud and honored to be a part of that. He's also unique because he actually was never on the show. So Tyler Cameron, me and Annie's love of our life, like, one of the best, yes. the best people to ever be on the show. It's his best friend. And his and so Matt was supposed to be on Claire's season, which was the past Bachelor se- Bachelorette season. But they cast the whole show, released the cast, and then COVID delayed everything. So they had to recast a bunch of people. So he went okay. on the, the new cast. And then they announced that he would be the Bachelor. So we'll just start off. Our roses and our thorns are going to be Matt's occupation. So these are the three potential occupations. We have sports analyst, realtor, and nonprofit owner. Realtor, mm-hmm. sports analyst, and nonprofit owner, right? Okay. I am going to say Thorn, sports analyst, Rose. Yeah. Roses. Um, the other two were realtor and <laughs> nonprofit. Realtor. Yeah, realtor and nonprofit. You're right. Uh, Good job. job. Yeah, you were right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what Matt James looks like? I, I, I think he, I think I do. I, he, he's good looking. I need to show you. This is Matt. He is very attractive. Uh, he's six five. Six five. They showed him talking to Chris Harrison, and I'm sure Chris Harrison's just like average height, and it made him look. It looks like in the Lord of the Rings when the hobbits talk to like the humans Mm. um okay let's get into it annie right off the bat first scene hopefully you don't choke on this maria 
first scene. Should yeah. we say it? Or wait, no. Because that's that's one of the truths and a lie. We involved okay. that. Okay, I'll wait then. Okay. Okay, I'll wait. Involved in that, okay, yeah. So then they do the like, but it was very interesting because they started off mm-hmm. with that scene kind of as like yeah, a cold which they open, don't do cold open. And then they got into mm-hmm. who Matt is. We'll give you the basics. He grew up in North Carolina, mm-hmm. beautiful state. And now he does real estate in New York. Also works with kids at a nonprofit that he started with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Just super hot. Was a football player in high school, in college, which I think yeah. is where he met Tyler. Because I believe Tyler played at Wake before transferring Did Matt to also play professionally? I feel like he did. Let me look that I don't up. Know, I'd have to look. But so then they sit down with his mom and the literal first words. So he talks a lot about his mom and what it meant to come from like a biracial couple and his parents aren't together. So what it was like to like be raised by a single mom. So it's a huge part of his life. Then they sit down with his mom and literally the first words out of his mom's mouth are, when do you think you were last vulnerable? <laughs> they just get right also, into I it. Wa- and then I- he said next. Is there one thing you fear more than anything else? It was literally in my note. I put like, this is a nice therapy session. Like, <laughs> do you think you've ever like had those conversations with your parents? Like, when were you one, my neither of my parents have outright said like, when no. was the last time you were vulnerable? No. Yeah, no. I think they had to do it because like the show, everyone has their like mm-hmm. thing. They were like wound yeah. or whatever, and I feel like since we don't know anything, they had to like yeah. establish because- it. What they always do is usually they can, if there isn't like a direct wound per se, it's usually always like, oh my God, when I came on and I had my heart broken by so-and-so, like I learned so much about myself, but they didn't have that to go off of this time. So they kind of had to mm-hmm. like get, yeah, set it up because also like they set never have, because it's a show and it's a show that's reality TV with producers. They never have anyone really come in being like, yeah, I'm fully ready to go unless you're Claire Crawley. And then in that case, you find yeah. the person that you want to marry within the second week of the show and then you upend everything. But yeah, that's what happened that's last what season. Happened that's last season. Yeah, that's Usually what happens is they always have people come in that are like, oh my God, I'm so after being hurt by so-and-so, I like have... I hope, hope I can love, love again. again. Like, I'm really scared to mess this up again. Oh but the, And so Whoa. that's how they can they can kind of manipulate. That sounds – that is what it is. It sounds harsh, but they that's how they manipulate them throughout the season to, like, continue, like, being confused over these people. But when they had someone come in, Claire, who Claire was like, no, I'm almost 40. Like, I know exactly what I want out of a man. Like, I'm 110% sure. She sees this guy walk out of the limo. And after saying hi to him, she stops and she turns to the cameras and she was like, that's the one. She was like, that's my husband. Like, I know. And then they're engaged two weeks later. Not yeah. even, like 10 days and later. And they both left the show. And then they had to bring in a yeah. new bachelorette. she knew. But so, like, it's proof that they can't have people on the show that are like, I know exactly what I want. Like, blah, blah, blah. They have to have people that have some wound. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, people who m- maybe have some, like, issues on the side of just, like, They've been scorned before, but like, okay, like I need to unpack Claire real quick because how do you, okay, so obviously I am newly engaged and I mean, <laughs> he's in the other room, so hopefully I this. I mean, I definitely knew that there was something, you know, that made me want to, you know, be with Tony, but like, 
right then and there and then get engaged like 10 days later we've been together like I don't know like almost four years I think and 10 days are they still together a few months also there also needs to be something said for like the bachelor bubble because in reality it is like insane that in general when you go on the show, if you win, you're engaged to someone that you've known for six weeks and you've probably spent like a total of, yeah. because even though it's over six weeks, the like filming time and actual like one-on-one time you get with them, including the fantasy suites, which is the longest span of time you get with them, probably like eight hours on your own with them. Most of the time they probably, I would guess, spend less than like 18 hours with that person yeah yeah 24 before getting engaged to them my friend has a whole theory that it's all just stockholms and yeah i think it is let's go back to they are in his mom's house is like so eclectic i don't know i think oh i thought that was his apart or his like i thought it was where he's staying where are they at they kept saying like the resort name but i don't know it's not as memorable as the la quinta (laughs) so for reference they stay at one place this entire time this season because of Typically COVID. they're Jetson. And yes. they're not filming. Yes. The Bachelorette was at okay. La Quinta in California. And this appears to be somewhere very seasonal. It's like very, it's, it's actually like beautiful. I think yeah. it's like Pennsylvania. Okay. It's definitely like. Yeah, where is it? I'm not um, Beautiful though. Like all the trees are very fall. The Nemecolin. The Nemecolin Woodlands Resort. Okay. 70 miles south of Pittsburgh. I should tell my cousins to go find it. I think we should go there and we should film a podcast. A live show. Haley and I keep saying, when like, okay, sober. when our HelloFresh deal comes through. We're manifesting. So we're like, when we do our live episode at the Nima Collin Resort. Um, so we're at whatever this location is. It's very eclectic. It's very, like... It looks like the Twilight House, like that's all glass, but everything inside is like really like funky and creative. I don't know. It was interesting. But so he's talking with his mom. So essentially they're like, okay, this is our background on him. And then they go in and they take, yes. So the first gal, which I'm so glad we have Maria on this episode to talk about this gal is, yes, Alicia. Alicia? She is a professional ballerina. (sighs) Yeah. I remember from your first episode, you it was Haley's favorite. Yeah, I'm hurt. Bye. We'll talk about later. Is she not on? She got sent home. But so they really throw you for a loop because they showed her as the first like. Yeah, they did a few. They don't do that many intros, and she was one of them. Intro. So they show her, and it just kind of solidified in my heart because I thought. I think you and I said she was one of the like at least top eight. Yeah, yeah. final four. Yeah, go hometown. And so I saw her, and I was like, "Hell yeah, we're so good. We're so right. We know everything. These producers think they can get us. Too smart." So I have Alicia! Exclamation points! Gorgeous, beautiful. First intro girl always goes far. I feel big, big sad, um... but yes. So next we go to Abigail, who I. <laughs> adore i love her in the first episode that love has grown exponentially and she talks okay so and it mentions this in her bio she is deaf and has cochlear implants 
Mm-hmm. And yes. and she like right away talks about that and how it is hard to tell dates. But it was just very cool to see like her talk about that and think of the representation that that would mean yeah. to a lot of people. And she's also just like really mm-hmm. likable and super yeah. cute. And yeah, I'm obsessed with her. So after we see Abigail, we go and we see Kristen, who was another person that we loved. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we I we saw her. I didn't really have anything other than, again, entirely here for her. She's a gal that's an attorney. She's smart, beautiful, oh. great. Wow. Um, and then next yes. we have Maggie, who I also loved in the intro episode. And his team Maggie. Maggie. I liked her yeah. intro as well. Mm-hmm. And then next we have... Oh, she's cute. Yeah. She oh, is she's from a pharmacist yeah. and a model. Yeah. Cool. And she has a nonprofit giving shoes to girls from her hometown. Right? Ooh, that right? seems like yeah. a good match. So then next we went mm. to Anna, who is trying to take our brand. Okay. She is a copywriter from Chicago. Okay. Yes. But she's a Midwestern girl who now mm-hmm. lives in the big city. Mm-hmm. Anna. I can't tell how I feel about her um, yet. I think she's a little ha- – like, I know that the Hannah Brown comparison yeah. keeps being made, but she's, like, so bubbly that I can't tell if she's, like, turning it on for the cameras or if that is her her personality. And I felt that way in her intro yeah. and in the episode. Yeah. Um, hmm. What was I going to say? I think uh, – well, no, it makes me think in her intro moment with Matt, one of the things that she said to him, I thought it was really cute. She said the word – I liked her intro. She's such a little Minnesota girl. She says flag. Like, aw, so cute. We love that. Because I would love that on Becca Kufrin's season when she would say random, like, things like beg. I don't know. Love some Midwest representation, baby. Last one of the intros that I wanted to take note on was Sarah, who is a journalist, a broadcast journalist. She she took it, like, is on pause to um, be a caregiver for her dad with ALS, which was a very Aww. story, super genuine. I didn't love her bio. Mm-hmm. Like, I got weird. Oh, she's this. pretty. We got, I wasn't sure yeah. I felt about her bio, but A, I really liked her in this episode. B, I think she is an important person in this season. Um, yes. So Sarah yeah. was very sweet. Um, we kind of roasted her in the first episode because we said she looked very broadcast journalist-y. Yeah. Her head she's very, like, yeah. But she seemed. Yes, and I just wrote that they're all beautiful, which you always have to yeah. be beautiful to be on the show. But oh, they yeah. all are, I just think, gorgeous. Um, so after Sarah, can we talk about Matt arriving at the resort? Okay, so yeah. he flies in. He flies in on this plane that looks like what the Wright brothers built. I was like, is he flying this? They're trying to make it look like he's flying. Yeah, they try to make it not. like it's one of those like little two seaters where like it, I swear to God, it looks like the window is like open and he's out there in the air i know he isn't because that's not how that works but it looks like it to me um so that's how he arrives at the nima collin resort so he arrives um and then he he arrives and he is like quickly in his night one suit affair looking he is gorge so beautiful and um chris harrison is standing next to him looking like one of the hobbits and And chris harrison is like okay you ready to go the girls are coming okay come on and matt's like wait no we i like i have questions yeah yeah just of like wait no i have like questions so they do and then they just like 
talk about like his fears and what it means to be like the black bachelor and what it means to be biracial and um it was very sweet and it just like for me it was like he's just really likable I think and really smart and thoughtful I feel like he was really I had one note yes so he said this like always kind of feels icky to me on this show whenever people say like oh I thought I was in love before, but now I'm like, mm. I feel like that's just like sometimes a way to make this be like a more dramatic, like first sweeping love. Because yeah. I, I put in my note, yeah. I was like, because he says to Chris, he's like, oh, well, I thought I was in love before. And I put, yeah, or a way to like diminish your previous experiences. Yeah. And I, I, think, like I, I think I'm still kind almost. of jaded from peter's season because that was one of hannah ann's things of like she had like a boyfriend for like four years and yet was like oh i was never in love with him and it's like but you said you were but you said you were in love with him yeah it feels kind of red flaggy that's another red flag yeah it's also okay to like say you were in love with someone that like you really do not have good feelings for anymore like it's okay to still be like yeah "Yeah, i was in love then and it doesn't diminish that because i put i was like if i was that girl i would be pissed right now if my ex went on the show and then yeah. was like oh well I've never been in love like you can also say like I feel more in love with you than I've ever been in love with anyone before like that's yeah. possible so anyway yeah yeah I chatted for a bit I thought it, it showed I mean I do feel like he shows a lot of emotional not to be like Bennett from um Tasha season but I do feel like he shows a lot of emotional mm-hmm. intelligence and like he's very aware and I know that it's gonna probably be like be over our heads but He's very aware of like what has led him to where he is, where like how mm-hmm. he handles which is great when a guy is going on a show to so. date thirty two women. You would really hope that he has a semblance yeah. of emotional understanding. The only like bachelor that I really have experience with is the one from Iowa, Chris Sold. Yes, and so he. I mean, I don't like him because I don't think he represented us Iowans well. But one of my really good friends, she told me that he was engaged to like a family friend or like a really close friend and he cheated on her. And then he ended up going like on The Bachelor and whatnot. But like he just like has been like, bad news bears like for a long time and like I know the situation with the hit and run actually like ended up being kind of resolved and that it wasn't like a hundred percent his fault and all that but like still like yeah I don't like him like at all I really like like his partner like I remember who he ended up with and I like loved them the whole time oh the blonde girl which like says nothing because they're I really liked her and then I feel like after the show he knew his like it was kind of she yes, was a nurse, was, right? It was kind of his downfall. Yes, well, okay. Was the yes. season where they literally got engaged in a yes, barn? Yes, Okay. Yes. I remember that because I didn't That's, watch you have to. that season at all, but it was back. And yeah, it was barn. back when I was in my sorority, read. and since we would always have meetings Ooh. on Monday nights afterwards, everyone would go watch The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get to know these girls and watch The Bachelor. And I wa- that was like the episode I watched was him getting engaged in a barn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what is this? He has so many. He has so many like um, but bachelor famous p- 
people from his season. Caitlin Bristow, Becca Tilly, Jade, Carly, Ashley, and Cotty. Yeah. Lots of Paradise alum. Okay. So, Anywho. after... So, now so the we get into this right. little section, Sorry. which is the intro section. So, since you are not familiar with The Bachelor, we shall explain. Um, every single girl gets to do a little first intro with him where they come out of the limo or some four-wheeled item or some some transportation it's just item. their way to yeah, make they a make first a first impression, impression by yeah. coming out and saying being in their gown and then they walk up and they say oh hi i'm so and so and they can just yeah they can say their name they can say a pun they can give a gift just in a general note i'm like what would you i know do? what i was thinking about that with like, you um i was like very specifically thinking of you i was thinking what would Haley do for these Oh, interesting. Um, they started off with several girls just walking out and like being very genuine and being like, like Bree did it, Sarah did it, Chelsea did it, and he was like, it was just them being like, thank you for this opportunity, or I'm very excited. And I really like that. Um, yes, I I'm sure they edited it to make those look back to back, and I'm sure they won't. And I feel like if you just genuinely look him in the eyes and say like. I'm so excited. Thank you for this opportunity. Or like, I'm thankful for this. Like, I feel like that would stick out. Like Brie mm-hmm. did it and Sarah did it. And like, he liked both of those were like front runners in my mind. And, and I feel like it Chelsea. shows a lot of confidence to not have your first impression yes. be hinging on saying a memorable pickup line or giving a memorable gift. Like you yeah. just come in and you say like with full confidence, like, hi, I'm Annie. It's really great to meet you. Like, I'm so excited to be on this experience with you and just like, see where we go. This is very simple. And who's to say they yeah, didn't have a pickup true. line or something and then they just got there and like yeah. froze. But I really mm-hmm. liked theirs. My next note I have is Chelsea. Oh, she's Chelsea. gorgeous. She is a runway model from New York City. Mm-hmm. She's a model. Look, she's super mm-hmm. tall also. She like was standing next to him and was not that much I'm sure she had heels on, but wasn't that much shorter than him. Okay. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's she's a model. She's like super confident, super chill. She didn't have like a, I'm sure she had makeup on, but it was very like simple. Not that if, I mean, if a girl wore full makeup, mm-hmm. good for her too. Like, that doesn't mean anything. But mm-hmm. she walks out in this backless, oh. like I cut out I dress, like low back. Like, she just looked yeah. insane. I mean, they all, literally, my jaw yeah, dropped. I was like, because like, I already love this girl. She's like, my holy shit. Yeah. Jaw dropping. She's already one of my favorites and she walks out and I'm like, I, my jaw. <gasps> like she's gorge. Oh, wow. And that whole back is yeah. like backless. So. I wish I looked like that. Like. My next man. note actually was about how after every single girl, and I don't know if he thought that this is what you supposed, this is what you were supposed to do. But after every single girl, they would walk up and he would just like talk out loud, like kind of to the camera. Yeah. Almost like. Wow, yeah. beautiful. Or wow, she was so nice. Also, like, he, it was so while it was also cute. really sweet, it also looked like because what would happen is the girl would come up, he would talk to them, and then he turned to watch them as they walked away. And then that camera was angled where like it was facing the girl as she walked, and you would see Matt as he was standing back and looking at her. Like it looked like he was checking out their ass, kind of. Yeah. Which which to be fair. Listen. To be fair, they they all looked great. So, like, I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, But it was kind of funny because he would just, like, for every single one, he would just look back and be like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. 
So he's Aww. a little cutie pie. He seems like a real, like, genuine. Yes, he really does. Um, also, talking about Matt, I just wrote when Kristen was talking, yes. he bit his lip. And it was, and it was, like, really <gasps> subtle. It wasn't trying to, like, be a thirst trap or anything. But I literally was, like, uh, there's, hello. <laughs> it was so There's odd. another look <laughs> that you all. and I have already discussed that is just too good. Too good. Chef's kiss. Chef's it really, kiss. like. It was a moment and a look that when it happened, I literally wrote in my notes, God, I'm so lonely. <laughs> it was one of those moments. Okay. Uh-huh. So who's next? Yeah. Who's next? I tried to only do like the ones that I thought were noteworthy. There's a lot of noteworthy moments. I loved Anna Brown. Yeah. I loved Anna Brown's intro and or it, her thing. She did the Bachelor survival kit. It was super cute. She had like Flag. red flags and red flags and other things i just thought it was very cute it made me like her more kayla from north carolina okay so kayla is one of my other front runners and she drives out in a truck and then and she's like super sassy with him she's like really funny she was sassy the whole night oh she's She's from north carolina which is where he's from and they just bonded over that they just had a very instant connection and i just really liked it serena one of the serenas Mm. tripped i think it was serena c she tripped and that just was very Mm -hmm. relatable to me I also have the note Matt's laugh and then the emoji that's like the like simp emoji that's like, you know, the, like crying eyes emoji. These are really funny laugh. And yeah. he laughed with a lot of them. He was having them. a really good time. Okay, let me look Next up that I have, Kylie. Her name mm-hmm. is pronounced Kylie. It's spelled Kaylee, mm-hmm. but it's pronounced Kylie. Um, okay, let's talk about this. This is not a lie, Maria. This is real. Rolled out okay. in her bra and undies and a robe, a silk little robe. It was, I mean, it was full coverage bra and undies. But she rolls out in that carrying like a clothing wrap. And she's like, I didn't know what to wear. So I wanted you to help me. Listen, I'm not going to judge because her, her body, abs. her abs. I was like, if I look like that, I would do the exact same thing. Absolutely no judgment. Um, yes. Who do you okay. have next? My next note I had was MJ who drove in with her. She drove in with like a pizza delivery car. She gets up and walks around. You know, they're all in heels. And I'm pretty sure it was like cobblestone mm-hmm. or something. She walks all the way around to get the pizza out of the back of the car and her door is locked. And he laughed. It was so funny. He did a really good job of not making her feel awkward. It was just was very funny. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, me. Literally me. Yeah. She's we super really cute. Like I really her. like her. Yeah. Um, and then I like her eyebrows. Two last things and then we'll get into the – Okay. So then um, we have – Alana, who I really feel like we should mention for you because her thing was she brought a bowl of pasta out, except I don't think it was very seasoned. It really just looked like no, it looked plain like plain noodles. noodles. Maria, yeah, I was like, Maria that. would not be happy. Like plain noodles, not a sauce <gasps> in sight. Oh my God. She even used pasta so. water to emulsify. Like, it just looked like, you know, when you're a kid. It looked like production yeah, day for like a bowl the ones of noodles that you that like put your hands in at a kid's Halloween party to pretend they're brains. Stop. Dale. <laughs> no, so, I anyway, don't she know. She comes about out with this that. bowl of pasta and she gives him a noodle and then she takes the other end of the noodle. On my lady and tramp it. You know what a noodle is code for. Takes bite of olive. <laughs> and um, so they so they kiss. They have a little kisseroo. Yeah, it's the first first of the season. It was yeah, just it was a little peckaroo, but at Honestly, but as they're sitting there, and they're so the way that it's set up, and this is evil by the producers. All so usually the girls will like try to peek in on like what's happening with the other intros once they're inside the mansion or the resort, 
And usually it's like a window that's like kind of far away or something okay. like that. The window that the girls are watching from is like the top window of the resort overlooking. <laughs> Huge. Like you just have a direct look. It's so like they're just right there staring down and all the girls got um. super well, some of them did. Some of the girls got very like, oh my god, did they kiss? Like Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on that are Oh my god. My thoughts on it yeah. are it was a peck. It was a cute way. I've seen, I mean, a girl like blindfolded or someone like yeah, blindfolded someone. Peter sees it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen yeah. for a first kiss. Um, and I feel like it's, it was a peck. It, it's not like the first yeah. kiss of the and season. It kind of, you know? it kind of looks like fine. in a way, like I think maybe in her head, she was thinking of like, oh, I'll probably like bite the noodle right before we get there. But he kind of like went in for the kiss. The logistics of the noodle really throws me off. I thought about that. I remember watching and being like, yeah. when do you bite it? When do you kiss? Are you choke? Are, do you have noodle yeah. in your mouth right but now? But I think I he kind of that. went in for the kisseroo. So I think he was into it. So next we have Abigail, our sweetheart, who comes out. She, she comes out and she basically says, like, first thing to him, like, just so you know, tonight um, I'm going to be reading your lips a lot because I'm deaf. Oh. And he goes, he literally says, like, oh. I'm going to enunciate for you. Like, oh, my. Like, just the really sweetest well. little thing of just being like, oh, like, thanks oh. for letting me know. Like, I'll make that sure to, like, sweet. make this. Mm-hmm. Thanks for telling me. Like, I'll make sure to make this good for both of us. Like, he seems. It was just so sweet. Oh. She's also just, like, so beautiful. Oh. I know I keep saying this, but she's also beautiful, but also like girl next door at the exact same mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. natural, naturally so beautiful. I just love her. She seems very like, sorry, not yeah. her. He seems very Oh, respectful, 100%. Which is like nice. I, I want to um, find her Instagram. Do you I know her last name? Her. Just look, look on the podcast who I'm following. Yeah. I followed her, I think. But yeah. Well, that was a really oh, that was just right like such a cute little moment. And I'm sure it took a, it took a lot yeah. of courage for her to mm-hmm. say that, and I'm glad she did. And he just he handled mm-hmm. it really well, mm-hmm. as he should. Um, Do you think he knew ahead of time that somebody was going to have? I don't think so. Going to be deaf or have no, hearing problems? So. Usually, they don't really so. prepare for that. The only other thing I had was. First of all, the amount of stairs that those girls had to walk up, I would have immediately yeah. sent myself home. Yeah. Unless you're the girl me? in the goat shoes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, also, Kit's entrance. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Do about Do you remember us entrance. discussing Miss Kit Kittredge, American Girl doll turned bachelor villain? 21-year-old. Younger than me, Maria. She's, she is Cynthia... Rowley or yes. Raleigh. She's a designer's daughter from yes. Yeah, she oh, and so really? that's her mom Rowley, yeah. yeah. That's her mom's dress. Yeah, she was on Project Runway. Her her entrance. She comes in and uh what kind of car is that? I don't even know. I'm so poor. A Lincoln? It's like a Porsche Rolls Royce. I don't know. She comes in in some in a fancy yeah. town car. So separate from the limo, she gets out and says, It was, this whole limo thing was giving me rideshare vibes, so I got my own car. <gasps> I think that the producers oh. like assigned her a brand and she fully went with it. They said you are gonna be 
Blair from Gossip Girl. Rich little girl. Or you are yes. going to leave. And she right. said, okay. But so another note is that, so the dress she's wearing, one, it's one, it's a dress from her mom's line. I do yeah. like Cynthia Rowley a lot, though. She's a very, her mom is a very good judge on Project One Way. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is a judge anymore. You really stuck out. I mean, to wear a short, short dress, dress is a power dress, move and then on The Bachelor. Also, one night one. You wear long oh, and you wear heels you wear long, right? and boots, which is very different, but it also gives me a little bit of wearing your homecoming dress with Converse vibes. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. Like, stylistically, it wasn't my fave. It's the energy and the mood it gives is very, I'm not like other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's memorable. Yeah. Listen to this transition. You ready for a transition? Dresses that weren't no. stylistically my favorite. Katie. I didn't love specifically. Katie wore this really sparkly dress. That's not my issue. I like sparkles. She wore a really sparkly dress and then wore like a a necklace. Like a pendant mm-hmm. necklace. I don't know what the word is, but it was very 2008 yeah. prom vibes for me. Like the pendant from I guess pendant isn't the right word but it was like a big sparkly necklace not quite as big as a statement necklace but Mm -hmm. it was not delicate and it went and And I just I just thought the necklace was if she had just taken off the necklace I would have liked her look a lot better okay yeah it's a lot so let's talk about her we're getting into the two lies Maria let me look at my notes okay so Katie's entrance she, this is what the cold open was. They did like 10 seconds of this, the, 10 seconds of this at the beginning. She walks out with something behind her back. She goes up and hugs Matt. She goes, this has gotten me through 2020 and what else did she yeah. say? That's really what she said. This with has gotten me through distancing. 2020. I was really lonely. And now it's time to pass the torch. And she pulls out okay. a vibrator. <gasps> and he lost it. He thought it was hilarious. Matt really thought it was very funny. He thought it was hilarious. It was like a bit the rest of the episode. They kept saying that it was hers. And I'm like, no, it's no. not. It is not. It is not used. They kept saying that. And I was like, yeah, no. She like put it on a table. She like tapped someone on the shoulder with it. So that's number one. That's Katie. Number two, <laughs> Ileana comes out. And she says, can I put my balls in your mouth? And then... She has a purse also, which really threw me off. I think it was to hold this next part. They don't <laughs> what is she doing? She makes him close his eyes, I believe. And then she makes him, she holds something up and makes him taste it. Okay, and so pause. This is the girl who was like the health food developer. So I literally thought it was one of her products. And it's the picture they show of it. I wonder if I could find it. It just looks like this. It was humongous. It was like the size like of this, my head. It was like this big mass. And he just bites into it like a champ. And it was actually a meatball, but it was oh, okay. such a large meatball, it concerned me a little bit. Also, it's probably cold. I was like, the food safety of this meatball, is it going to make him sick? Has it? Yeah. If, she, if she's a health food expert, food developer, why is she feeding yeah, people? I don't know what the pun was there, except for her to say, can I put my balls in your mouth? I don't really know. So, number three. Queen Victoria. This girl identifies as a queen. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's like her job title whenever they show her. That was her whole bit, the whole season Ugh. or the whole episode later on. Kit is talking to her. We've talked about Kit. And she goes, she says, I wrote mm-hmm. it down. Excuse me, princess. The queen is here. And she pulls in in a horse-drawn Cinderella carriage with complete with a princess crown. What's this word? A uh, Scepter. Scepter. And a king crown for Matt. Princess crown. Vibrator. So I think vibrator and meatball. Yes. You're doing really well. Victoria was carried in on a throne. It was like one of those things where three, four men had to hold her. So now we have the next section. Oh my God. What else do I have to go through? It starts at like probably like 7 p.m. I would assume. And doesn't end until sunrise. I have a note about this later. They walk out when they get some of the girls that get sent home, walk out, and it is completely sun is out. Not just sunrise. Sun is out. So they film all night. So these girls are just like drinking and sitting and sleep deprived all night. I yeah, I think they can eat. Um they can eat. One thing, it is kind of weird. So with COVID, um, so we, we can talk about Matt when he talks to the whole group in a second, but basically, essentially, Matt is being talked to all night by the different girls. They pull the different like, oh, can I steal you for a sec? And then they talk to him. They have their moments. But when he's obviously, yeah, when he is obviously busy, the other girls have other things to do. So they sit around, they talk to each other, they drink. It was a little weird. I know that the idea was that all the girls are going to quarantine and be COVID tested, but it was a little weird to see the girls like mingling maskless while the people were serving them wearing masks. You're like, I haven't been to a restaurant. In- yeah. <laughs> like months. it was weird. It made me feel a little odd. It made me think of like those celebrity photos yeah. where the celebrities are like yeah. celebrating whatever. And then the people yeah. in food service are having to wear like the N95 around them. It just felt weird. Yeah. And they had like the yeah. bartenders and masks. Yeah. And listen, like, I, I'm not praising this show for their COVID protocols. Do I think that this, should, this, sh- this show should be filmed in this time? Probably not. But they also yeah. have the funds to, like, do every COVID test they want. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. take it with a great yeah. call. But that was just a moment oh. that was, like, kind of weird that I caught. Because, because it really does, while you're watching it, you kind of forget that we're in COVID times. Apparently. And it was one of yes. those moments that it's like, oh, shit. Because I really didn't show... As much Claire's season was a lot more heavy in the intros on showing them quarantining prior to filming. They like really, yeah. But this one, they really just showed the girls like, oh, I'm mm. wearing my mask in the airport. Like, I'm going to go stay in the hotel for a couple of days while I like wait for my test. So it was, it was just different. Anywho. Okay. So Matt comes in, Annie. She had a little moment. Okay. So he comes in, and typically the the bachelor or bachelorette gives a small speech and then they cheers and then the night continues. Matt decides to pray, which like, okay. Like that's really important to him. He probably was like freaking out. Didn't know what to say. Again, he's never done this. See the memes though. That was like Maddie Prue when she saw. <laughs> yes. Heather, dude, that's why Heather came back, which we'll get into. Okay, so I broke up my next section of notes into before the first impression mm-hmm. rose. Okay. Just any notable things that happened. So the girlies can all go and kind of do the iconic 
can I steal you for a second moment? And they can take him to parts of the resort area or the, I guess it used to be the mansion area. And they can go and they can mm-hmm. sip on a drink in front of a fireplace. Some of them have concocted plans with the producers so they can do little special date things, which we will talk about in a minute. Um, but it's just kind of the time for the girls to get some more one-on-one time with him, make sure he remembers their name, kind of tell him important things about them, start to get to know him. But really, the girls are gunning for the first impression rose during this time. So as you know, he gives roses at the end of every episode to the girls that are staying on. But during the first night, there's a girl that he can give the rose to midway through the night. And it ensures that it gives her the assurity midway through the night that like, oh, I'm staying 110%. So all the girls get very anxious and they all really want this rose because the first impression rose usually goes to someone that will stick around for a long time in the season. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like a pretty strong correlation between first impression rose and at least final four. If yeah, not final like at two. least final four. If not, like several people have given their final rose or their first impression rose to their then later final rose. And so basically, that just like kind of shows the weight of this rose. It's very, very important, not only for A, winning, but B, I think you would agree with this statement. If you get that rose, you are also very likely to continue on in the franchise. So even for if you don't win, you have mm-hmm. a very strong likelihood of being on yeah. Bachelor You're in Paradise, important. being the next Bachelor, Bachelorette, like you kind of get pushed above the other contestants in that manner. So yes, yeah, so that is gets put out. They basically, Chris Harrison brings it out and then it's like, a, it's it a whole It stresses deal. everyone out. But I want to go over a few things that happened before that. First of all, he talks to Sarah. They have a really good connection. That's the broadcast mm-hmm. journalist. I just want to say that she reminds me of Kaylin. A couple other things. I wonder if he... Like, didn't, since he wasn't on The Bachelorette, he didn't learn how to be The Bachelor. And if there was, like, awkwardness in conversations mm-hmm. that he wasn't, like, prepared for because he wasn't on the show. I just wonder that. He had a lot of moments, it seemed, where the girls would be like, oh, my God, do you remember what I said when I came out? And he really looked like he was trying to be like, oh, my yeah. God, yeah, totally. Like, you came out and you were gorgeous. Like, really yeah. trying to make them feel better but I feel like you have to accept that night that like you're likely to get lost yeah. it's everything happens and it's such a long yeah, night you can't feel bad yeah I think I wrote that when he was talking to Alana because I felt like I remember them sitting like very awkwardly next yeah. to each other the next one I wrote down is I I saw a TikTok of a girl filming the episode and saying girl you bullied me in high school and I think it was Rachel <sighs> which we have not talked about Rachel yet he really liked Rachel. Yeah. And I just want to say about her as well as other people that they just seem like Rachel in my eyes seems like my age. And so in my mind, she seemed way too young to be like a contender. You know what I mean? Like I watched it and I was like, she's my age. No. My other last few notes, just again, the infamous line where Kit is talking to Matt and Victoria comes up and says, excuse me, princess, the queen is here. And then Kit says, Kit goes, okay. Yeah, Kit was mad. She's like very clearly going to be portrayed as the villain. And she's like playing into it. But I liked that moment. Yeah. Do you think she is the Corinne? Is she the one you guys said is the Corinne of the season? I think Victoria is the, the like 
the fun and fake villain. Not fake yes. necessarily, but she is the producer-driven, producer-placed yeah. villain. But Kit feels like the villain mm-hmm. within the house. I also think Kit feels like her natural okay. personality. Like, I think she's just naturally kind of blunt. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be used mm-hmm. against her. Yeah. Like, I think like, Corinne really played it up. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think there are other villains that have been in previous seasons that um, – like it, their natural personality was edited to look standoffish or to look crazy. My last two things, there is watching him interact with Victoria. He is so clearly, she is so clearly a producer pick. Like watching him with Victoria, there was zero chemistry. Uh-uh. Also, teen mom got no screen time. I was pissed. We we really thought oh, with her. Yeah. They Sorry. duped us. Yes. They- she got zero screen time Good top almost story. as little as I, re- I just pulled up like who got sent home almost as little as cassandra got zero screen time oh my god my voice is dropped corinne cassandra got zero screen got time kimberly got zero screen time who else did yeah. you say corinne yeah corinne oh my gosh yeah so i just was bummed about that that's all i have before we get to the first impression rose okay so should we do the date truths and lies? Yeah. Okay, so as we explained, the girls can pull him aside and they can have a little, just a little convo, a little drinky drink with him, or they can set up a special little date moment via the producers. Um, So we're going to tell you three dates with three of the gals, and you'll have to decide which ones are the roses and which ones are the, well, which one is the thorn. Okay, so we'll start off Miss Kit. Um, she is from New York City, as you know, because she oh, is the it's daughter. Her personality. It's her, yeah, it's her thing. Um, and she, when she first gets out of the limo, she talks to him about being from New York. So she's like making that connection there. So for her little date moment, she brings a New York slice to him and they share a little New York slice together. Then next we have Serena P. Serena P pulls out a game of life-size chess and they play like the little life-size chess game. And then next we have Kayla. And so Kayla was the one that drove up in the truck that's from North Carolina. And so to kind of add to that, they get in the back of the truck and they drink some sweet tea. So which one do you think? I would say Kayla, mm-hmm. Rose. Remind me which one was um, the one I think right, right before, before that. that. I did the chess, yeah. The chess. Okay, so then the chess is also a rose, and then the thorn would be How do you Cynthia get Rally's every single daughter. one of these? Yes. Are you serious? Wait, really? You are just <laughs> killing it. So what else do we have? The first impression rose. Yes. Okay. Oh, their moment together. Remember previously when we mentioned that there was another another look? So his adorable look was with none other but our girl. Abigail they had a little moment and they they just had one of the like nice chill get to know you talks the chemistry was just really there the chemistry was there they're sitting like right next to each other but it's not there's like this weird way that on the first night you will either sit next to him and like very naturally like fall together like he had his hand on her knee or like you'll hold hands or you'll like kind of weirdly sit apart Mm -hmm. from each other but they sit down and they're talking and she talks about 
her experiences with being deaf. And she mentioned, she's like, oh, well, actually, my older sister is deaf as well. So, like, I felt like she really helped with things mm-hmm. because she was just there to, like, kind of guide yeah. me. And it was just such a sweet moment. And they were having such a sweet conversation. Mm-hmm. And the look on his face was just a complete oh. smitten kitten. Like, yeah. he... I literally wrote, I'm crying. Give her the rose. Like, it was just there, you know? It was so there. Um, And they're talking, and she's just saying, like, you know, like, I'm really happy to be here and, like, be with you and be talking, just, you know, being nice. And he looks at her, and he's like, yeah, I'm, like, really happy you're here, too. And he goes in for the kiss! And, like, he – I don't think she was expecting it. No. She was, like, almost saying something, I think. Yeah, she was, like, about to say something, but he was fully, like – the way he looked at her was, like, I'm kissing you immediately. And it was just, like, the sweetest – Yeah. The chemistry was insane. Yes. And when he gave her the rose and just throughout it, it very much felt to me like she is like the total kind of girl who doesn't realize like how likable she is. And like Mm -hmm. it totally like took her by surprise, but like in the best way. Yeah. Absolutely agree. So sweet. It was, it was just like that. That's like, okay. I know the show gets a lot of flack for being fake. And whatever, and I'm not going to argue with that, but it was one of those moments. Like, it reminded me a lot of, like, Hannah and Tyler, JoJo and Jordan. Like, it was one of those couples that you're just, like, you love watching them. Yeah. It was just a good moment. Okay, shall we go into the rose ceremony? So, the rose ceremony is very anxiety-inducing. All the girls stand in front of him. He somehow is able to remember all of their Mm -hmm. names. And tell them whether or not they got one. Pause. Do you know how the, that works? No. How does it work? They basically, like, he will say one to three names. And then they'll pause. And he will go ask the producers for some more names. Yeah. I, I did know that. I did know that the the little I did know about the bachelor slash bachelorette was that when it came to the rose ceremony, it was, like, very mm-hmm. swayed and it's very time consuming producers and they just like yeah he'll say one to three names and then they'll stop and he'll go talk to production and i've heard like they basically i saw someone i think it was yeah. ari said like they don't sway you they don't tell you who to pick air quotes but they tell you who they think is best for you yeah that, exactly. best for read TV. in between the lines so <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's how that works but yeah so row ceremony time do you have any – I mean, I really just wrote down, like – oh, okay. I did write down who I thought were my front runners before the – Who are your front runners? Kayla. Okay. Bree. Yeah. Abigail, obviously. Sarah and Rachel. Yeah. Those That's were kind the, of the ones that stuck out to me. Yeah. I agree with that. And then he sent home – he sent home a lot of people that didn't get any screen time. Yeah, so it really wasn't, well, our queen, Alicia. He did not know Our queen, Alicia, that we thought, like, in our first episode, you hear us saying, you hear us saying a top four girl. I did see a spoiler for that, so I wasn't surprised. But if I had not seen that, I would have probably been surprised. But I felt like the last few minutes leading up to the rose ceremony, they, like, totally hinted at that she was going to get sent home. It was pretty. I mean, they left Victoria for the last rose, like they always do. I wasn't very surprised. I thought, like, he sent home a bunch of girls who had zero screen time. 
yeah, I wasn't shocked. Oh, I think we need to talk about this. Um, one of the moments that was kind of Victoria's villain arc being set up was that she was doing what the villain does, which is seeing him two times in the night. So essentially what happens is each girl kind of like there's a girl code of like, oh, you only see him once. But while I completely understand the girl's frustrations of like, oh my God, Victoria's going back again. She says to them, she's like, if you want to go talk to him, you need to go up and do it. And she's absolutely right. Yeah, I actually thought about this while we were talking about this earlier. Like, I think it's set up that if you don't go grab him, you don't get to talk to him. Exactly. And that's making Mm -hmm. sure that you get to talk to him. And so if you don't like, and listen, that's like, I'm saying that as someone who would be horrible at like doing that. Yeah. Like I would get night one for sure, but I think that's the name of the game. Yeah. And so when she's saying, she's like talking to the girls and she's saying like, Oh, next time I say, literally you have to go say, you have to go talk to him. Literally. Like she's trying to get the girls to go and talk to him because that's the entire point. And so she goes up to one of the other girls mm-hmm. and she's like, I really want to talk to Matt again, but I know a lot of girls haven't talked to him again yet, so I don't want to be, like, mean. But also, you have to go do it. That's the, that's the whole yeah. point is – Yeah. And so a lot of times girls get set up as the villain, and I especially see it when they're maybe interrupting people that didn't get much time with him or, like, someone talked to him for, like, 15 seconds, and then she's going back for the second round. But it's just yeah. not – It's she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Yeah, no, I don't think that was one of the cases where she was, like, and honestly, like, her pushing the other girls to go see him, I think that was a moment where she was genuinely trying to be, like, go see it. Yeah, you have to be the one to see him. He's not going to come up and talk to you. I don't really have any notes about, like, who he sent home. I was sad to see Alicia go. Wasn't really surprised. And then I did write down the fact that they walked out in daylight. Ooh. We were given a glimpse at the future with the preview the preview so i feel like the last half of the episode really lagged but then the preview just really out of the water made me made me very ready for this season so we see that they bring in some what would be the word for this new girls i don't know they don't do this but they bring in new girls they did this Kind of for last season they brought in a few new guys when taisha came on to like restart season they brought in a few new guys because claire had already sent guys home yeah they should start fresh but they've never done this before it looks like they bring in like a whole nother group of girls to do entrances from the limo like it's like love island where they bring in the new girls but so they bring in these new girls but immediately there's so much animosity between the first set of new girls which i thought was so stupid like oh my god calm down but so they bring in this new set of new girls but the new girls are very like oh i guess they like saved the best for last like they're very much playing into it off yeah so they're playing into it then there's like this whole thing of one of the girls they're like talking shit about her because they're like oh she's a sugar baby or an escort like i've heard that and i'm like who cares <gasps> who cares so, like what are the odds that, that whole line that whole plot line is like fake oh absolutely like, like literally nothing and also yeah. if it was true who cares let's not reinforce some negative stereotypes exactly no yeah there's yeah, no reaction I saw that and i was like that's like, such like an old thing to play and so it's just kind of tired that in a season that was taking so many of, steps yeah. forward that they decided to like go back a little bit yeah. by being like here's yeah. another trope that's, like that's a good point. yeah i agree i just wasn't into yeah. it. it made me yeah. annoyed i agree the only other thing i have is heather coming in what the fuck 
Heather is from Colton season. Heather is from Colton season. Her thing was Heather never been kissed. That was like her whole plot line. She was super young, religious. She's good friends with Hannah, which maybe we think is like how she knows Matt. She just comes onto the season and tries to be a girl, which has happened before. Yeah. Um, Nick did it with Caitlyn's season. Um, and I'm sure I can think of other examples. So it's happened before, but it's just like just such a random thing and it looks very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm interested to see if, if she stays, but it does look like they show her, they showed her like at a rose ceremony or something. Yeah. Like she comes in and tries to be a part of it. Yeah. They showed, um, it made me kind of think of like the Hannah B Peter situation where they had Hannah B yeah. in it, but that was different because the Hannah B and Peter situation was they brought on Hannah B to host a date. And then she like pulls, I don't remember what happens, but her and Peter end up in a room alone and they like started talking about like their relationship and shit. And then it just got real. And then it was just a lot. Also, it yeah. was her birthday when they filmed that. Did you know that? That's so mean. So I don't know. I'm interested. That was very unexpected, though. That was like they've not shown that in previews previously. Wow. No. That was like the last person. Yeah. It's not like a natural connection to make. And the way they said it, the way they set it up, too, was so they show uh, Heather pulling up to the resort or whatever. And Chris Harrison tells her, he's like, you could ruin this whole thing. And you're like, Heather, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then Heather, like, walks into the room to see Matt. And Matt's like, oh, my God, Heather. And, like, he looks like he's crying. And he's like, this is a dream come true. And it's like, what happened with you two? Like, what (laughs) what occurred? Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's – and so there's some – drama happening there who knows my only other note my last note is just like the amount of him crying in the previews there's a lot of tears shed many a tear yeah Yeah. there's like one of him like sobbing and like the confessional and then later there's like him and chris harrison sitting on the ground outside and chris is like what does he say he's like he's like do you think you can do this anymore and he's like no he's like he's like no and he like laughs like that like sad like (laughs) and then like gets okay or something and he's like no i'm not it definitely got me excited for this season. Yeah. Maria, you killed it with the, the roses and the thorns. You did so good. I'm, I'm like so like shy. So that's all for this episode. We'd like to thank our lovely guest, Maria. Yes. Completely undefeated. Killing it. Haley and I need to be better liars, I think. Yep. I think we really thought that we were <laughs> selling it, but I think yeah. that our mutual... Um, growing up as goody two shoes really made us not good at lying i thought i was good at lying though i'm actually really good at lying i thought but (laughs) i think i also just know you guys very well you know yeah so thank you for joining we'll see you next week i really hope that we don't have a new name next time i hope we stick with this one um until then make sure to follow us on instagram we're now befumbled pod on instagram Go hit us up. Go follow us for some memes and updates. And that's all. Thank you. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye.